gonna pour. I'm gonna pour one out for my homies because we just did this entire episode and we had a technical difficulty. And we had to scrap the whole thing. So here we, here we are once again. But that's what happens in show businesses sometimes. But <laughs> welcome to wrestling makes the world takes everybody. It's CB. Yours truly, alongside the one and only AD. Got to do the head bob in there. Cavern. Thought you forgot about it already. I wouldn't forget about it. I would never forget about it. Uh, we're back at it again, uh, once again, uh, talking all things all elite wrestling. We got a lot going on, uh, uh, so many different directions, both um, uh, on the rumor mill and the action and and the, the suspense, the drama. It's just kind of a lot of different things, kind of mashing up into one as we head into as we like to call meat and potato season. Right meat now. and so, potatoes. We, well, Freddie W kind of talked about you know off camera a little bit that they're kind of in that like reset point. Whereas everything else is in their meat and potato, you know, pinnacle build point. They're in their reset mode right now. They are, and it's kind of fun because it's just like as we were heading into Revolutionary, we knew kind of what the next couple of months looked like. But now mm-hmm. it's like they're taking it back to the roots a little bit. They're focusing on um, kind of a new different direction. They're, they're, they're teasing reuniting the elite, the original mm-hmm. elite again. They're, mm-hmm. they're talking about... Uh, they're, they're teasing a, a four-way matchup with the original four pillars of AEW for the world title. So it's like yeah. some of those things that made this magical run of AEW becoming a thing from all in to 2019's Double or Nothing yep. uh, a thing. It's, it's They're kind of paying homage to that a little bit. So I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, it's kind of nice we're getting that uh, like building phase and meat and potato phase at the same time. Yeah, I like that. It's just like it's it, they're they're trying some different things, and, and it's almost like some of the storylines they're doing and the little bit of a presentation they're doing is a hint to like some of the attitude esque era mm-hmm. storylines with the uh, you know the the who done it and the ambulance yep. attacks and, um, and and MJF flying through a table full of cake and. You know some of the, the comedy there, but also the the hard, and the hard hitting action with the you know Moxley bleeding all over the place. But they're not losing focus on what made them special to begin with. The, the high flying action we saw a five star matchup between Vikingo and uh, Kenny Omega this past week that was just unbelievable. Off the Absolutely, charts. it was a great match. And you and I rewatched yeah. it back together before this taping, and uh, we were just blown away. Yeah, it, it definitely delivered to the hype. I would say, guys, especially for a TV match, you know they got a. A solid time for it and they delivered um you know i think it omega's goal of that match too was to put a spotlight you know on like you know and i think he definitely did oh it did wonders because i mean we've only heard about him on the mm-hmm. indies unless you're like a diehard fan like we'll go out and seek that kind of footage i mean where do you watch triple a it's mm-hmm. just a little like bits and pieces yeah. here and there but now he's got a the showcase him on a national stage introduce him to a whole entirely new audience of national television is huge yeah, because you, you could tell definitely, like, you know, Omega didn't have much of the momentum most of the match to allow that, him to spotlight, you know, what he could do. For sure, for sure. Uh, and that's the cool thing about AEW. They've done a lot of, they've, they've brought spotlight to a lot of these guys that were just known on the Indies or International. Mm-hmm. And now they're household names in the, the American scene. So, yep. uh, shout out to, again, to our main man, TK, for making all that happen. Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door is going to be fun. I'm excited they announced Forbidden Door 2. Scotia and Toronto. Scotia, mm-hmm. Scotia Bank already sold out. Yeah, so, fast. Fast. Mm-hmm. Within, yeah, within like an hour or two. So Yeah, it was it was pretty quick. Tickets are pretty much gone. Yeah, so I'm excited for it. I think this year's Forbidden Door is going to top last year's for sure. I think it for sure will just because, you know, 
Uh, going into last year's, the cover was kind of bare on the AW roster with all the injuries that they had um, going into last year's. You know, you think about it, for example, Daniel Sim was out, Omega was out, like two of their top stars, you know. You know, the cover was very bare. Uh, Punk was hurt as well. Yep. So I think this year, you know, you're going to get a better quality Forbidden Door, hopefully, if people stay uninjured. Yep, knock on wood. And, yep. During that show is where we lost Adam Cole, who's just returning again, so we'll mm-hmm. theoretically see him ready to go by June. Yep. And uh, a lot of different kind of dream matchups we can make there. Or maybe even, uh, you know, try to uh, we'll say, show me the Monet and see what might happen there but a little bit. So it should be a fun meat and potato season uh, leading into the spring and summer with uh, a lot of different things going mm-hmm. on. So let's kick things off, Cabaret. Let's keep moving here. The hot so, topic of the week. The hot topic of the week. It's like the drama that just won't drama from some mama that just won't seem to uh go away uh cm punk is back in the news again um so caperoni give me your thoughts on this entire thing you know we've watched it right in this very screen behind us mm-hmm. where the brawl out segment uh kind of unfolded and i've been back and forth i'm like this is this is either a childish drama or the greatest work i've ever seen in the history of this industry so give me your thoughts on Everything that's kind of going down with CM Punk, and where do they go from here? I think we're at the point where I don't think it's a work anymore. Um, just based on the stuff he said this week, I don't think it is, you know, because he's, you know, taking shots at people in the company, like Moxley, for example. He took a shot at Tony Khan, um, took a shot at Chris Jericho. Like, you know, I, if your things are on good terms with the company, you're not taking shots like that. Like, yeah, he took it right down, Um but like you're not doing that if you're on good terms with people. No, and if you if you if you put something up like that on a platform is, that he has, mm-hmm. and you take it down, you might as it's just like in a tattoo. It's out there forever now. Like every last yep. media wrestling media, everything just gets screenshot in two seconds these days. Yeah, and it's all out there, and it's out there forever. And you know, it's a shame. It's just like if they could just put their differences aside mm-hmm. and fig- find a way to do good business together. Yeah. I think it's it's paying it forward for the next generation because they put so many eyeballs on uh, AEW if they were able to kind of pay off the storyline either on pay-per-view or television yep. that it's going to elevate some of the younger talent around that hopefully new viewers tune in and check it out and they see uh, Jungle Boy or, or an MJF or a Darby Allen in or Sammy Guevara. So um, it's unfortunate. Um I don't know what's going to become of it at this point. Like, what is the payoff? Even in real life, what is the payoff here? Yeah, do you wonder, does like, he, do they just let his contract run out? Do they buy him out? Or does he come back? Which, at this rate, I, I, I don't know if he does at this point. Because, like, you know, there's just been too many ups and downs in this story since the whole brawl-out incident. Like, where you thought everything was resolved. You Then you heard more stuff. Then you think it's resolved again. He's coming back. Now we're at this point again. There's too much up and down at this point where I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know either. And the the thing is, even if you're able to, like, get them to agree to come back and you put those aside, then you're potentially jeopardizing the dynamic in the locker room, mm-hmm. the chemistry there. Yep. With some of the younger talent um, bringing in a controversial figure like this who mm-hmm. can come in and kind of just uh, cause division and conflict. And it's, I don't know if it's healthy for the business. Yeah. Although he is a heck of a ratings draw and a heck of a talk of the town every time he's on TV. And now with all this, with him coming back at this point, it would almost be like the same level of interest as when he came back in 2021 
with the first dance. Well, I think the only way to come back if he did would be as a heel as He'd well. He'd have to be a ma- monster heel. Yeah. And then come back and be like, you know, 2011 CM Punk where he comes out and he just rips everybody apart, like literally, you know, like a, a Molotov cocktail every time he talks in the microphone. Yep, I agree. Yeah, he, he can't come back as a face at all. No, no, no way. Yeah, unless he's in Chicago, I don't see who else would cheer him. At this yeah, point. No, like no, what's, would, yep. what would be his angle to say cheer for me i just i just literally <laughs> like wrecked everybody's like you know um so i i don't know so let's say what do you think kind of wrapping up this subject what do you think happens with do you see him coming back do you see him going elsewhere do you see him getting released and just kind of retiring quietly i'm gonna say no to coming back at this point if he's done wrestling as a whole, I don't know. I mean, the only thing which makes me think he could be is because his price tag might be too high for everywhere else but AEW. Sorry, not AEW. I mean, WWE. Um, you know, just because I feel like he's thinks more of himself than he actually is. I... If my if he had to say Carl, you got to make a decision right now. You're putting your money on something. What mm-hmm. happens with CM Punk? I'm going to say um, they come to some kind of buyout agreement. He eventually is quietly released as much as they can quietly make it happen. Mm-hmm. I don't see WB bringing him back. I just don't see it happening. Them coming to an agreement. Yeah. Too much conflict with them over the years. Um, I see him kind of quietly fading away and maybe doing a, a one or two shots in Japan for a, like a Wrestle Kingdom or a big giant Japan show yeah. where he comes in in a special feature attraction role. It's the only company out there that I could see even affording, like in the neighborhood to afford somebody like that, um, other than AEW or WWE. Um, unless he just wants to do it for fun, he can go to any indie he wants because any why would like any independent federation would absolutely take him yeah as long as his rate wasn't ridiculous yeah unless he just did it because hey i just want to show up and make some noise and cause Mm -hmm. some havoc he could instantly go to gcw like any weekend he wants oh yeah they run shows every single week almost um or or any of the larger kind of independent promotions and mlw Mm -hmm. whatever but i mean if you want to make some noise just go to gcw they run like every weekend something like that um but we'll see it'll be interesting to see what happens um it's a shame the whole thing's a shame i mean coming from the first dance when he came back i'm like holy shit this is a needle moving game-changing moment Mm -hmm. forget that and now look where we are now it's crazy to think you know where we've gone from that to here it's like we're almost right back where we started (laughs) yep we're back starting to count all down all over from his uh time he's been gone yeah but we will see what happens uh, on the next topic cap So we got the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, kind of interesting kind of dynamic here of, of changing of the guards, the kind of double turn a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Blackpool Combat Club coming in as stone-cold heels at this point. And yep. we've got the Elite. They're kind of teasing a little bit of a, a face. Oh, there are, I mean, since they've come I, back, they're face. I would say they've been on a face turn for a while now. But now they're kind of reuniting a little bit, or teasing, they're reuniting with Hangman again, and mm-hmm. there's some interesting things with Don Callis in the mix. So give me your thoughts. The Elite, the Blackpool Comic Club, where do they go from here? Yeah, I think I think for sure this is AEW's hottest storyline right now. I don't think there's any argument about that. You know, 
We've talked about how, you know, we're kind of enjoying that, like, old-school kind of endings to, to um, the shows they've been doing with this storyline as well. You know, whereas the first week you had Kenny and the Bucks hop in to have a stare-down with the Blackpool Combat Club where Hangman was in the middle and wasn't aware, and then they had that little turnaround um, to end the show. And then we had this past week where, um, to start the show, you had the Young Bucks getting taken to the hospital, Hangman hops in the ambulance with Nick Jackson... End of the show, um, you know, you had the Blackpool Combat Club jumping Kenny and Hangman coming back um, to give the save for Kenny. Um, the interesting nuance into that, I would say, is, you know, where you have Don Callis, you know, taking that fake, you know, bump uh, from Hangman and trying to, you know, convince Kenny that Hangman hit him. Um, so you wonder what Don Callis' role is in this whole storyline. Is he trying to keep Kenny away? From Hangman, which I think is the plan, is it could it lead to eventually like Kenny leaving Don Callis or Kenny splitting back off onto his own, doing his own singles thing again? Or what you can do is maybe a heel Hangman turn with Don Callis as the manager. Mm-hmm. Do something like that. That would be kind of an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will uh, see uh, what that happens but that's the fun thing about pro wrestling it kind of keeps you on your toes and wondering what's coming next Mm -hmm. so kind of wrapping up here what do you think happens you know right now what's the big payoff for this storyline right now I think it's going to lead to a pay-per-view match Um, I think that's the only natural way to close this storyline out you can't have it pay off on a TV match I would say (laughs) Um, I think it's you know you have too many key pieces in the company um, for it to end that way. Um, if they go the 4v4 route, I am intrigued who that fourth person would be because, you know, you have Danielson that's away right now. Do they bring him back and involve him in the storyline or do they, you know, add a new member to the Blackpool Combat Club? Could. There's somebody down in Atlanta that's a free agent that could make uh, for a good, solid member of the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> He's too much of a pussy to be involved in this. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that as we move on in the show a little bit. Um, but we will, uh, we will see. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking double or nothing. I'm thinking, um, anarchy in the arena makes the most sense at this point. Uh, that's kind of been their staple at the pay-per-view of the stadium stampede. Now it's anarchy in the arena. Yeah. Although I'd love to see the blood and guts match. That's what I want. I want to see a nice blood and guts match. You know, Moxley loves his bleeding. You know, every... <laughs> he's the king of bleeding. I feel like at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, he, at a house show, he bled. Yeah. Like, it's just like. Yeah, but you wonder how many times it's real and how many times it's fake at this point. Uh, I don't know. Unless he's just got so, he's been cut open so many times that like you just like, poke him in the yep. forehead and he just starts bleeding. He's everywhere. just got packets of ketchup everywhere in his pockets at all times. I don't know, but uh, hey, he's committed to the the task at hand for sure. Yeah, but I think I would like to see like a blood and guts match. I think I would love a blood and guts. I would match. love to see blood and, or some you know. Oh, about anarchy in the arena, maybe. I would say it would be a great match, but, you know, they definitely need to have, like, it's definitely going to be some stipulation match, I would say. It's not going to be a straight, like, four-on-four tag match at all. No, no, no. I mean, I'm going to lean more towards Blood and Guts because, I mean, Anarchy Theory is fun, you know, where they're fighting backstage and he's he's throwing him into a snack stand or shoving his face into a urinal cake. It's just, like, it's fine and it's fun, but I'd rather keep more of the action in the ring. And, uh, you know, with the, the potential spots off of the cage mm-hmm. and opportunities like that, uh, I'm, I'd really lean more yeah, I'm that. just happy they're finally, like, 
getting to tease and the elite getting back together because they've been apart for so long at this point now. Um, you know, the really last time there was like I guess you could say united front was stadium stampede during COVID times. Um, yeah, we're looking at two years ago at this point. Yes, and they've kind of like since then you know had them all like you know the Bucks and Kenny have kind of stayed unified for most of the time. They had like a little you know split for many many time when Kenny went heel and then they joined together. Um, but Hangman's kind of been doing his own thing for a while now. Um, but when the four are together, you know, they do great work. And, you know, you could tell the fans want it based on the reactions that they're getting from the crowd with the tease of the Elite getting back together. Yeah, it's, it's unpredictable for sure. Um, I'm excited because I, I like when I can't figure it out myself. That mm-hmm. makes me want to tune in. It just pulls the fan out of me. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Uh, that's what I love. So, um, keeping things moving a little bit, uh, we will see what happens. But our final and favorite, as I mentioned before, there could be a potential uh, new member of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. There is happens to be a free agent out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Cap Rooney, give me your thoughts. The one and only Hall of Famer, bonafide superstar himself, Bill Goldberg, happens to be a free agent once again. Mm-hmm. And there are the rumor mill is stirring a pot that uh, Sir One Tony Khan has had some conversations with uh, Goldberg's people about potentially doing some business together. I don't think it should happen. I mean, my reason why is because All Elite Wrestling, you know, their premise of the company is all about having quality wrestling, and Goldberg does not provide that. Yes, he's a spectacle. Yes, he would probably draw ratings. But when it comes to, you know, the actual in-ring piece, which AEW, you know, is very big on i don't think it's a fit i mean you know you look at sting for example and like at his age he's still providing great in-ring quality jeff jarrett another older wrestler great in-ring quality um so he's not putting guys out there who are older who can't you know have a quality match whereas goldberg you know what you're getting every time you know it's a you know a bunch of spears and jackhammers and the match is over um, and, you know, he's not a safe wrestler at all. You know, he's had a long history of being known of injuring people. Yeah, he dropped the Undertaker. Um, ex- exactly. So why, you know, bring someone in who's going to put, you know, the safety of your wrestlers at risk for such a short period of time that he would be there? Uh, you make some fair points. Um, but the one thing you did mention, and I'm thinking of the business side of things, uh, he does draw ratings. If you're looking to... You know, hopefully, you know, make the Warner Brothers Discovery happy with a couple of big numbers. I would say you bring him in for a very short time. Maybe it's one or two dynamites and a pay-per-view payoff um, where he puts over like a ward low or something like that. Um, that might be the extent of it. Just enough to just say he had him on TV for a minute. Oh, I feel like if Goldberg's going to be willing to come in, he's going to want to win the match. He's not going to come That's in. The, sure, yeah. He's not going to want to come in to take a loss to somebody. Uh, that is that is that is true. Great, great point. Because uh, I feel like that's always been doing lately is coming in taking losses for WWE. Um, so I think you know if he's going to do it again, it's going to be where he comes out winning and for a hefty paycheck as well. I mean, we know Tony has the money, obviously. Um, but why you know set back you know a star they're invested in. Um, with losing the Goldberg. Like, I don't think it's worth it. Because, like, you know, you'd mentioned possibly Wardlow as someone 
with Goldberg. Why set low, set Wardlow back even more than he is currently at the moment? Yeah, losing um, it to a fifty-five by, year old yeah, by, Goldberg. Exactly. Um, how? What would you do if um, he came in and squashed MJF and won the AEW World Championship? <laughs> We've seen them do that before. That's why I brought it I up. I Did it to Kevin Owens know. and Bray Wyatt. I would have to uh, tune into something else till they fi- till it was done. I, I highly doubt. I, could, I couldn't watch. Couldn't watch it. Highly doubt it'll happen. I mean, that's, that's such a Vince McMahon thing to do, but I, I don't see Tony doing that. No. I could see him possibly bringing him in, but my instinct says it's not going to happen. I think he's going to be too expensive uh, for them to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather... Then we talked about this off camera a little bit. If they're gonna spend some Monet, spend some Monet, if you know what I mean. On a big free agent, something you get a little more mileage out of, something that can a little more mileage, a lot more mileage, a lot of more mileage. But who's elevated herself, Mercedes Monet, who's who's elevated herself into uh, quite the special attraction in New Japan right now. The um, c- can come in and put on a, an all star classic with. You know, some of the young talent on the AEW women's roster. Well, even the established, too. Yeah, the Burt Breakers of the world. You, know, you have a nice the match with Jamie Hayter, Soraya, yeah. All of that. Um, so that would be a lot of fun, and I think it would do wonders for that division just to kind of elevate them a little bit. Yeah, I, I think they definitely could use another star, because right now you know there's stars like you have Soraya, Britt Baker, as I would say the mega stars of the division. So, like, and Ruby. Yeah. But I think that I would say that you only really have two mega stars. Yes, I would say, and I think they could use another mega star in that division, for sure. But I think you put Mercedes Monet and Britt Baker. I think at the headline of pay per view, I would put them at Forbidden Door for sure. That's where I would like to see them, and I think it would tear the house down. 100%. Absolutely. Um, it'd be a good way, like, you know, after the match, like, maybe they have Mercedes, that's where she signs with AEW, if that's the route she wants to go, or she just continues going on her way, you know, we don't know, but I think we, we need to see her at that show. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely has to happen, I think this is, like, this is a must sign for Forbidden Door. If Mercedes Monet is not there in Toronto at Forbidden Door, when it's a New Japan and AEW co-promoted pay-per-view... It would definitely be a letdown. It's a big miss. A mm-hmm. big miss on both companies' parts because it's an opportunity for NJPW to get uh, some major exposure yep. in the United well, States audience and a big miss for AEW as well. You look at New Japan, too. Their women's division is so new as well. They don't have much star power. Um, you know, They're really relying on some young people now because Kyrie Zane um, is no longer there. She's a free agent as well, wants to come back to the U.S., so really, it's just her right now, you know, waving the banner, and that's it over in New Japan. So if they don't have her in a Forbidden Door match, you know, what is there for the women to have a match for a Forbidden Door, honestly? Yes, I agree. And I think this is an opportunity for Mercedes Monet to put herself back in the spotlight. If she keeps, if she's going to price herself out of the market, I think people are just going to say, you know what, we're not even going to... Thanks, mm-hmm. but no thanks. And then she's going to be like, oh, wow, I just screwed up big time. Now mm-hmm. I'm like not even in the conversation anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think it has to happen, but we will see what happens. That's what's fun. We're on that road right now. Mm-hmm. We're road to, to double or nothing, building to that. And then right right beyond that, we have, uh, we've got Forbidden Door, and we've got Ring of Honor pay-per-views, and we've got all kinds of stuff involved in that 
uh, AEW universe right now, and aside for its Mania season too, which we're going to talk about in the next set of episodes. We got a ton of content coming your way. Absolutely. Uh, the next couple, the next couple of weeks with mm-hmm. uh, with Mania season and, and everything else going on, we're going to be right out. It's almost like I just leave leave the record button on. <laughs> we're just going to sit here and just ca- call it as it unravels. Um, and so, um, anything else you got, Cap or any uh, AEW wise you wanted I, to? No, I think up? we hit all the things we wanted to talk we about. Hit all this the high week. notes. Yeah. yeah, so much going on. It's exciting stuff. The matches are great. The um, the storylines are great, both in and out of the ring, and some that's real life. It keeps you in, or keeps you tuned in for sure. Um, but there's uh, so much more to talk about and so much more to pay attention to. Um, but join the conversation with us. Do you want to see Goldberg join AEW? Uh, do you, what, what do you think is going to happen with Mercedes Monet? Uh, join the conversation with us. Uh, we're more than happy to chime in with you. And um, get at us wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, um, you name it, iHeartMedia. And um, check, check us out on YouTube if you want to get a glimpse of all this right here. Um, but uh, until next time, for CB and AD, we'll see you next time on Wrestling Makes the World. Takes. Peace.